On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we talk about how did we get here with the Raptors one game away from getting to or for winning the championship. Also, our NHL Stanley Cup playoff prediction, sure to go wrong. Major League Baseball, Brewers, White Sox Minute. You got your baseball stat of the day. Take a little walk on campus. Check out Kumar Rocker's no-hitter. That was cool. America's Favorite 7th Special Edition Women's World Cup of Casey's Corner Kick. And a little bit of League of Nations talk. I don't know what that's about. So, anyways, this episode brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. You know it by now. We love it here at 132 Breeze. It's a daily fantasy app where you bet on prop bets. You pick prop bets based on the game. I highly recommend you check it out for game whatever for the next game of the finals uh before the finals are over uh it's a lot of fun it is very easy you just pick a couple prop bets bet on Kawhi going over 30 points bet on uh bet on take (laughs) clay Clay thompson going over 20 or maybe you bet on Sergey Baca getting more than seven rebounds uh it's your pick there's there's plenty to play from a lot of fun and guess what we're giving you free money all you gotta do is thrivefantasy.com promo code Take that, give $10, we'll give you $10 more. That's $20 that you can use to, to win a million, become a millionaire at thrivefantasy.com, promo code, take that. All right, let's start the show. We're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. And Casey, how are we today? Well, we are doing all right, doing all right. Uh, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing all right. Currently in, not at home, in yeah. San Antonio, uh, stuffed in a hotel closet room, uh, just so I can bring this co- podcast to the people. Even, even when on the road, you... Uh, recorded a closet yes i know uh a funny story that nobody wants to hear but i was out like there's in the desk like there's a desk area in the room and i plugged up all my equipment and there was a like music coming through the microphone but it was only coming through the microphone like it was picking up to some weird frequency so i had to relocate to an area in this hotel and it just happened to be in the closet and that's just where i'm supposed to be Go ahead, let the jokes fly. That's hilarious. Uh, feel more comfortable, you know, just trying to feel like you're at home mm-hmm. uh, recording there. That That's fantastic. Well, we spent the weekend on the low, uh, if that's a, if that's a saying. Uh, stayed <laughs> stayed close to home. Uh, our, our son may have been exposed to some uh, disease thing. Oh, no. Uh, one of the, you know, the daycare type diseases mm-hmm. that uh, can be transmitted. Biological so, warfare. Yeah, so we... We uh, didn't want to uh, go anywhere and risk exposing anybody else. Uh, yep. It seems like it seems like everything's fine, um, but it's it was another weekend where he had a birthday party, and I feel like it's every <laughs> every time he's invited to a birthday party, like uh, germs intervene and prevent him from going to <laughs> a birthday party. Where he's actually sick, or um, or just like the threat of it. So uh, a pretty quiet weekend around the homestead here. 
uh, for me. So uh, at least a lot that led to lots of sports watching, which we'll get into here. Um, and I guess the most notable sports watching, Marlo, was still yes. in the NBA. Uh, NBA. Guess, how, how do you want to set the table here? Raptors uh, when, on Tuesday yeah. last week? When, yeah, when we left, it was tied 1-1. And as we stand today, the Raptors are on the cusp of yeah. bringing the... What's the name of the NBA trophy? Uh, Larry O'Brien, isn't it? Thank you. The Larry O'Brien trophy to stay in Canada, which we can talk about a little later. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but here we are. Raptors win two this week. One win away from the championship. Just how how did this happen? How did we get here? I don't, you know, I still sit here and maybe it's still a hangover from from the Bucks raptors series. (laughs) uh, But I still, I, I, I'm just shocked that the Raptors are in this position. I'm shocked that they're, uh, you know, maybe the best team in the league. It just doesn't, it, for whatever reason, I am incapable of, of realizing this. I mean, they had the second best record in basketball this season. Um, and that was with, you know, the load management that they did with Kawhi. Throughout the year, they added Marc Gasol, which uh, if you're trading for a Gasol brother, he seemed to be like the right one to trade for. Um, Pal didn't work out? Pal, uh, I, I'm... <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, he would tweet out like such support for the Bucks, and I'm like, "You played like two games." It's so frustrating. The pow did not work out. Um, so they added uh, to their team. It doesn't seem like they miss anybody uh, who left uh, in those trades. And uh, I just, with all that said, I just can't. I just can't see it. Uh, normally, I think yeah. when we get to uh, the finals, you have either a transcendent performance. Or kind of all the other role players kind of stepping up, right? And right. I, I guess Kawhi is having a, a transcendent performance, but it's not. It's in such a kind of Kawhi way, like a, such a yeah. nonchalant way um, that it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like he's just controlling these games, like you know you would see LeBron do in the past, or um, you know Steph in their one season or uh, one uh, year with before Kevin Durant or Kevin Durant the last few years. Yeah, I mean, you kind of say that, and I understand what you're saying, but when you like look at the game, anytime they need a bucket, it's like, give the ball Kawhi, he's been clutch, he's dropping yep. 30 a game, and it's it's just a weird, he goes about it, I shouldn't say a weird way, it's different. It's different than our, yep. our normal superstars in the finals in these moments. Uh, yep. It's just like, it's Kawhi being Kawhi, he's just really good at basketball, and he's ho-humming down the court about it, you know? Yeah, I'm, yeah you're right, I'm not saying like he's not, he's not playing at that high of a level it just feels different because it's you know long mid-range jumpers it's him getting in in the paint and hitting a turnaround it's you know getting in the free throw line like 10 12 times and not missing there uh it's the that as opposed to i guess you know draining threes all over the place or you know uh you know more a highlight reel plays uh than we expect uh, so I guess we're getting that, and maybe it's just because he is so hum about it that I'm having a hard time getting my head around it. That might be it. <laughs> yeah, the bored man gets paid. Uh, did you see that article? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about Luke, is his trash talk? Bored man points. Board Anyways, man. Uh, go check it out. I don't know who wrote it. So yeah, so we have, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, kind of like it. It was kind of crazy coming. You know, when once the Warriors won Game Two. Yeah. You know, I figured, oh, here it goes. Warriors back on track. They're going to go home, win at least, you know, I, just, I figured they'd win two, but at least win one. Yep. Obviously, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, with um, with Clay going down, 
I thought I you know we said we wasn't he wasn't going to play. He didn't end up playing in game three, and with Steph just trying to will the team to win when he was dropped, he dropped forty seven. Yeah. In game three, and they still lost. Then I was like, oh, I think now nah, that's when I was like, yeah, they're in trouble. And then on game four, Steph was just off, um, for whatever reason. I don't know, but he wasn't. He went from forty seven. I, I still ended up with twenty twenty seven points. Uh, yeah, but yeah, twenty seven points. But he was he was missing wide open threes. The whole team's missing wide open threes, mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, it's just the question is, is KD coming back? I don't know, but I don't I don't see I don't see how the the Raptors are not going to wrap this series up in the next couple games mm-hmm. with what I have seen the last two games. Yeah, I think uh, the weird thing about Game Three is it seemed like the not that Golden State punted on the game or anything but obviously yeah. they sat clay uh and they pretty much sent steph out there with a bunch of everybody else and said mm-hmm. steph try and win the game and i think he really did he had a fantastic game he scored 47 as uh you mentioned but he was the only one doing anything on that team and he looked gassed at the end of the game and i think that's what carried over into game four when he really struggled um I we should again for Steph Curry. He's struggling. Yeah, he's struggling. Uh, going nine for twenty-two for twenty-seven points. Uh, he just didn't seem like he had it in Game Four, and I think that was because he went all out in Game Three, but the rest of the team seemed like they didn't. So it was kind of a weird uh, give and take there. I, it almost felt like they would have been better served just punting on Game Three and resting everybody. I mean, Steph's still playing, but not going all out like he did. Yeah. Um, in game three, he ended up with in, uh, with forty three minutes in game three, yeah, uh, which is a lot of minutes uh, in a game that you more than likely weren't going to win. It seemed like anyway, um, and it's also I mean, these games too. I mean, what's kind of trouble is they're in it. It seems like they're in it, but they're never really in these games. Mm-hmm. Toronto gets up by double digits in the first half, and they kind of every once in a while kind of come by. And I mean, I know in this in game four, they're the Warriors are up at halftime, but. They build these leads and then they kind of chip away and they get within to six points, four points maybe, and then just the the Raptors to find a way to like hit a dagger three when it just really hurts uh, or something. And so it's just yeah, they just the Raptors are just completely taking control and it just doesn't seem like the Warriors are close. Yeah, um, it's so weird to to think that it, uh, but it, and it always seems like it's somebody else coming up and, and making the three whether it's Fred VanVleet making three Danny Green had a great game uh three and then uh Serge Ibaka had 20 points in game four so it's like these other players are stepping up and then you have literally nobody stepping up on on the Warriors uh to fill the void other than you know Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. but that's how they're built right that's yeah they were built to have these three four players if you want to throw uh Draymond in there who that might be a whole other conversation that I don't know what we want to get into. I don't want to get derailed too much, but <laughs> it seems like they – we talked about last week kind of the narratives, and you know I, I mentioned what was I'm rooting for, but it seems like they now need – obviously now need Kevin Durant. He needs to come back. They can't do it without him. I'd be It would be interesting to see if Clay Thompson ever gets hurt. If I'd like to see that alternate history uh, yeah. to see if it's different, but they need Durant to come back. He's listed as questionable. He's uh, practicing. game. He's officially cleared for practice. Okay. Um, so I think he has to. He can't. Can he not come back? Like, uh, are you, if you're Kevin Durant at this point, I guess the only, you can't, you can't lose, right? You're down 3 1. If you, if you, if you come back and you make this comeback, you're king. Yeah. 
if you don't, it was like, well, you were down 3-1, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I think there's a little bit of like he, he comes back and he still can't do it. That would be a negative uh, as far as uh, uh, his persona or ego or whatever. He might think, hey, maybe I have this to lose. But you're right. Their backs are against the wall. Uh, he, They have nowhere to go but up. And I, I think that as well as the competitive nature, right? Like at some point you are on this team and you want to win whether or not like you have one foot out the door. I would think that, you know, to get to this level, you have to have a certain level of competitiveness that would want you would make you want to play in, in this type of game and yeah. have that type of narrative uh, to come back and then win. Uh, if he does play, who knows how effective he'll be. This calf strain has taken a lot longer than I thought it would. Obviously, I'm not a doctor or anything, but when it wasn't an Achilles, I was like, okay, a couple days, he'll be ready for the finals. Put some ice on it. Let's go. Yeah, and now it's game, you know, going into game five, and we still don't really know, which is which is pretty crazy. I think that's the only yeah. way back. Uh, speaking of injuries, I could not believe that Kevon Looney was playing. Because <laughs> I thought he fractured his collarbone, and then it's like, oh, he just tore cartilage in his ribs. That's all. And it's like, okay. <laughs> he was out. He was playing well. He was playing well until uh, he did a pump fake, uh, and Gasol like landed on him, yeah. and then he missed two free throws. And it's like you could just tell he just could not shoot. He couldn't move <laughs> his right arm, uh, which is a bit of a problem uh, as a right-handed basketball player. But um, yeah, speaking speaking of injuries, yeah, did Van Vliet's daddy luck run out <laughs> with that freaking elbow to the yeah. eye? That was yeah, gross. Livingston might have knocked it out of him. Yeah, uh, that was that was pretty gross. Um, Seven stitches right underneath the eye. Yeah, Not he fun. Looked, he looked fine, or at least uh, drugged up at the end of the game. He was smiling after uh, they showed the team winning, and they yeah. had knocked part of his tooth out that they showed on the floor. Yeah, that too. A bit much. What? Yeah. What was that? Like uh, ABC, ABC cameras zooming on tooth, yeah. zooming like replay blood gushing from face at least four or five times. Yeah. Um. I don't know. That was that was interesting. Interesting journalism by ABC. Yeah. Well, then then they kept it on the tooth, and then like nobody cleaned it up or anything. I don't know when it ever went. Out. It still might be out there. I'm not sure, but it was out there for like through so the. I'm gonna throws. take it and put it in some milk so we can put it on. Is that there? What? You go. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the missus said. So. Yep. I was like, I don't, I don't think they're worried about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so we got game. We got. We game six. Game yeah. five. Sorry. Game five tomorrow, Monday, or today, whenever you listen to this. Monday. Are you picking the war I mean the Raptors on this one? Are they gonna they gonna Well I'm finally gonna do it. You're finally going giving in. Reverse jinx them. <laughs> no. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, I just the way that Kwai's I feel like I'm defeated by saying this. The way that Kwai's <laughs> playing, the way that this team is the way that Golden State has had trouble guarding the Raptors all throughout the series. Like I said, it's always somebody else um, stepping up. They always seem to have open looks. Uh, I just don't know. Even I, I hesitate to say even with Kevin Durant back, but I'll say even with Kevin Durant back, uh, I think that they are just too balanced of a team, and Kawhi's playing too well. Yeah. Uh, and I think they'll at home take it home, and the Larry O'Brien Trophy. We'll go to the north, which is the north, which all of Canada seems like all of Canada has now embraced the yeah. Toronto Raptors. Yeah. They're 
Jurassic parks or whatever parks all over the country going on. Um, which I, I, I don't know. I, got, I find it kind of odd. I mean, it's still the Toronto Raptors, right? And I know there's only one Canadian team. Yeah. But it's like they have the whole country back it. I don't know. Sure. Why not? Why not? We, yeah. There's no hockey team. There's no hockey team in the Stanley Cup. Uh, so I guess yeah. you, you got to do what you got to do. There we go. <laughs> As a, I mean, you kind of alluded to this, but uh, I think it was, it was thrown out. It was thrown out the other night, but as a Bucks fan, yeah. are you feeling that just with the way the way the playoffs have run off with the Warriors injuries and everything, did you miss out on a golden opportunity to win a championship? Well, I think that uh, even before all the injuries, I thought that this version of the Warriors uh, was susceptible to losing. I mean, in in a series, uh, not in five games, which it may be here. Yeah, uh, but. They were a relative, relatively thin team. Their uh, role players, Livingston and uh, Iguodala, were another year older, and it was still unproven if their uh, other uh, bench players, you know, the Quinn Cook, uh, Kevon Looney, who's been really good, um, but if they could step up, uh, if Cousins could return to form. So I thought that there was a door open to beat the Warriors team. I just was kind of in my back of my mind as I was rooting against... Uh, the Raptors now it's for the Bucks lost that. Oh, it didn't matter because uh, the th- three or four, you know, big three or big four, whatever the heck you want to call it, yeah, uh, would be enough. Uh, yeah, it feels like a, a missed opportunity. Um, that's I'm trying to v- combine that with that said. I didn't expect to be uh, the Bucks to be the number one seed in the East and be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, uh, so it's uh, I'm trying to can. I have a combination of those. I have a, yes, uh, God, I feel like we really missed an opportunity here. Um, but I'm also kind of saying like, well, pump the brakes. Maybe we're a little ahead of schedule uh, than what I thought. Again, maybe I'm just trying to do that to, to soothe my uh, emotions. Uh, but hey, Kawhi's out of the East probably next year. Uh, so I have that to look forward to, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um yeah, I, I get that. I, I I'm just kind of I've been taking temperature of, of Bucks fans kind of all week mm-hmm. uh, as this has been going down, and it's, it's, I think it gets get more or less the same same kind of uh, same kind of answer. But yeah, um, just the injuries are just uh, because again we went into this thinking we don't know what the Raptors really are, and yeah. yeah, sure they're winning these games and they look awesome. Well, Golden State's missing one and a half of their best four players. It's like kind of frustrating because i still don't know how good uh toronto as we mentioned earlier i should probably yeah. should give up on this all right no I, no well i just don't no one no one go back like a few episodes to my hot takes when the when the nba players start if that toronto just wasn't a good basketball team yeah don't listen to <laughs> don't that, listen to don't that. Listen, so just i just don't, don't listen to that yeah i i feel like i'm a little far remo- farther removed from the bucks losing that i've kind of come to terms with it um yeah. More so than like uh, ruining this this opportunity when, uh, to win the championship, I think there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of that, and then a little bit of just kind of looking towards the future um, with this team. Again, that said, we don't know what the team's going to look like next yeah. year. Yeah, be honest. <laughs> so you have a chance, uh, but um, yeah, we'll see. That's I guess my take as a Bucks fan. I'm still in uh, mourning. All right, <laughs> trying to trying to look towards the future. <laughs> All right. Anything to wrap up? Anything to wrap up in the NBA? I think that's it. That's, that's it. it. NBA. Yeah. Next time we get back, we'll next week we'll probably be talking about it. Well, we, yeah, most likely we'll be talking yeah. about a champion. 
All right. Other championships going on. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. The Blues and Bruins are playing right now. Blues have a chance to close it out against the Bruins. Yeah. Currently, it is first intermission with the Bruins up 1-0. Can the Blues come back? Our our Blues. Our Blues. Blues. (laughs) Blues. Will they close out the Cup tonight? Um, according to a misfired headline, they already have one. <laughs> so uh, if they do, um, you know we're in the in the matrix or it's fixed or something. Uh, but that's always funny. Uh, some ads came out with the Blues as champions. Maybe nice. it, I didn't see what ads it was. I just saw that it was, it's probably like you know the T-shirt ads and stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's just do it now because when people listen to this, then the, the cups will be. Cha- I mean, the Blues will be champions. So there we go. Stanley Cup playoff. Stanley Cup playoff champions, yeah. St. Louis Blues. Congratulations, reported here first by One Third Two Breeze yeah. podcast. No way that that. Be- well, reported <laughs> second, I guess, other than the ad. Oh yeah, <laughs> reported second. Okay, yeah. first on a podcast, as far as I know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so obviously hoping our our, our Blues close it out uh, against uh, Boston. Uh, I don't think is is Chara playing. He got hit in the face with the puck. Yes, and broke his face, and. Came back and he tried to play. I think the medical staff was like, "No, no, you, you can't a, do that. You have a broken face." Uh, but he put a mask on, and I know it's hockey, and they're Uh-oh. tough. Oh, but like, freaking wear a mask! Like, I don't understand <laughs> how like it's still a thing where you're not wearing masks. And I have a picture here uh, up on my screen, and there's two guys not wearing masks. <laughs> it's like there's a puck, and you dive to block shots. Ah. Oh, I get, uh, apparently not your hockey fan because if I that's not a yeah hockey fan take, I mean the, yeah the hockey hockey players there's there's just something else there's something else going on in there that I don't I don't have you don't have that's why we didn't play hockey I and mean, that's the only reason we're not professional hockey players is because we don't have that thing in your brain that says hey let's put our face in front of a puck yeah uh, without and there is an option to wear some protective gear, and I'm going to opt out of that. <laughs> I'm opting out of protective gear because, because that's I'm, not cool, man. I'm not tough. cool. Yeah. Big uh, so speaking of tough guys, there was an oh Pam. <clears throat> Pam's on the interview. Oh, the hockey game. Okay, go ahead. Uh, cheering for our Blues. <laughs> Pam from the office. Uh, Jenna Fisher, I think, is her real name, right? It's Pam. So. It's always Pam. Okay. <clears throat> uh, speaking of tough guys. <laughs> In the, uh, I guess it was, what, game five of the series in Boston, there was some video of Boston fans getting in a fight, Marlo. Oh, no. I know, yeah. It's Surpri- just, shocking. It's Here's my shock face. But uh, I guess the shocking part of it was they were in a fight with other Boston Bruins fans. <laughs> <laughs> so they were fighting each other. I think there was some beer thrown. It's a really funny video, and it just kind of uh, encapsulates the uh, ridiculousness of, of Boston which the, bo- uh, the Bostonness of of the fans. Yeah, well, what do you think they're arguing about which championship is better? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of pent up frustration in that fan base. So. Yeah. Someone someone's ragging on the TB12 movement. I don't know. What else not. could they? What could else could have started that fight? Better not. I don't know. <laughs> it was great. It was just. It was hilarious. Because uh, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, I, I loaded up the link and I was like, oh boy, here we go. You know, they're going to be a, a hockey fight. And I was like, oh, it's just Bruins fans fighting each other. Oh, let them fight. Let them fight. Who cares? Let them go. Uh, so that was, that was it. Um, all right. Go Blues. On to baseball, Marlo. Blues, Chiefs. Um, do a little bit of, of Brewers news. I jinxed the Brewers, Marlo. 
I've been complaining about their tough schedule. I think you'll recall that from last week. Yep. Um, and then I, I was looking forward to them finally playing a not good team in the Miami Marlins. And they went out in the first game of the series and got walloped 16 to 0. Jeez. Two touchdowns and two extra points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was tough. It was tough. Uh, I felt a little embarrassed. I apologized to the team. I said I will, <laughs> I will, I will be better in the future. Uh, they ended up losing two games. The next game they lost eight to three to the Marlins. Not a great uh, start to the series. Since then they've won four in a row, one against Marlins, sweeping the Pirates this weekend. Got to see some um, sweet haterade out there, Marlo. Oh, haterade with two uh, saves in uh, in the series. And man, it is fun to watch that guy pitch. Um, not just because of his his flowing locks as as he throws. There was a, I think was it, MLB did a thing about how his hair actually throws off the hitters. Did like, they? It adds to his deception. It was like Pedro and um, <laughs> of course Pedro. Some, somebody else on MLB was talking about how uh, that actually adds to his deception. It makes it harder to hit him. Um, sure. Sure. Is that all it takes? Is just grow out your hair? He is. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, Maybe I'll try. Just grow, grow, grow hair. Grow hair, try. become pitcher. There we go. Uh, Cash checks. Throw. I could try. I can't throw over fifty-five miles an hour. <laughs> so I might, have a, <laughs> might have a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Um, some individual highlights. Uh, Zach Davies improved to seven and zero on the season with the win over the Pirates uh, this weekend. Uh, he is the first Brewers pitcher ever, Marlowe, to start a season winning all of his decisions and going seven and zero. So Whoa. congratulations to. you. Zach Davies and Kristen Yelich. Baseball stat of the day. Yeah, Kristen Yelich hit another home run. He has 24 on the season. Um, Marley, you can dig up how many have been at home. I think a vast majority of them have been at home. A vast majority, at least 14. And then uh, you stole my baseball stat of the day. I was going to have a different baseball oh, stat Oh, no, day. go ahead. Sorry. All right, stat of the day. Kristen Yelich has been in 206 or 8, I don't remember exactly, uh, games as a Milwaukee Brewer, and he has not reached base in 28 of them. Wow. So that's what, 180 of them he has reached base. So, Kristen Yelich, good baseball player. Uh, also, also fun to root for. Uh, Is Kristen Yelich going to be in the home run derby? I don't know. <laughs> do you, you want him to be in the home run derby? No, we, I think. Do how does that, that work? Do they ask or does he just raise his hand? How does that work? I'm not sure. There's probably a couple tiered voting system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a I think tiered. they. I'm pretty sure they ask. I'm pretty sure that they ask. Uh, Brewers this week uh, with a short two-game series at Houston and then uh, a weekend series at San Francisco. So on the road this week for the Brewers, uh, which always stings because then Euchre's not calling the games on the radio. So he just does home games. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Other... So White Sox report. Yep. Uh not good as normal. <laughs> uh, down, but down downhill from the win streak. Yeah, downhill downhill from the win streak. Uh, currently on a one game win streak though, because we won today against the Kansas City Royals. So take that, Kansas City. Yeah, always good. Again, I think that's two weeks in a row. Thanks. Um, yeah, and that's your White Sox minute. All right, great. Go White Sox. Um, in other <laughs> baseball news, there were some transactions. The I think the last two, uh, but the two prominent outstanding uh, pitchers have now signed. Uh, Kimbrell has gone uh, to the Cubs and Keuchel to the Braves. Uh, yuck. 
Yeah. <laughs> As a Brewers fan, that's my take on that. Um, the Brewers obviously were interested in both of these characters, uh, but just priced out of it. Uh, Kimbrel, I think, signed a three-year, $42 million, something like that. Uh, Keiko, a, a lot more than what the Brewers uh, can serve uh, or can afford, excuse me. Uh, and that's it sucks. Not only do the Brewers not get them again, I didn't have a lot of hope that they would, but they go to obviously uh, the biggest rival in the Cubs and uh, another NL competitor in the Braves. Uh, yuck! Yeah, yuck! Just yuck. My only, I don't know. I was gonna try and do a positive spin on it. I don't have one, Marlo. Oh, it's, no it's spin sucks. zone. No okay. spin zone. Um. Yeah, the Brewers are fine. No, that, mm. it would have been nice to add, to add these pieces, but uh, this is one of those things in baseball, right? The Brewers can't do a three-year, forty-two million dollar, forty-two million dollar deal for a relief pitcher because if that goes bad, like the team is screwed. Like that to have that much money locked up in a contract for a reliever who can't pitch anymore. Now maybe Kimbrel will be great, but like that's a risk that. Smaller market teams like the Brewers can't take. Like if the if Kimbrel goes south, the Cubs can still afford to pay Kimbrel to be not great, right? Mm-hmm. Brewers Brewers can't do that, and that's I guess one of the frustrations of uh, of baseball um, in in the uneven markets. So anyway, a little mm-hmm. rant, a little bit of rant in there. Sorry. No, it's all good. We love we love the Casey rants. Who doesn't love a good Casey rant? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, and then two people here in the house, but uh, other than that, other than that, probably. probably people, All right. Uh, All right. So, any more baseball? Major League Baseball? Uh, we, didn't, uh, we have a, a pause on the uh, new segment we introduced last week. Ooh. <clears throat> the, uh, well, I didn't even remember what it was. <laughs> Sunday Night Baseball <laughs> broadcaster. Oh, yeah. The one, comment yeah. of the week that I want to make yes. fun of. Um, yeah. I actually didn't. I didn't watch <laughs> today. Uh, as we were getting ready, um, I was making uh, bread squash ravioli before the podcast, so that took my attention. Um, but it was Cubs Cardinals. Cubs are winning three to one, and uh, I'm sure I would have found some praise of the Cubs really, really annoying. So pretend that that happened. Uh, pretend. I'm pretty sure it happened. Segment will come back probably, yeah. maybe next week. All right. <laughs> All right. So. Off the professionals, yeah. We're gonna come. We're gonna come onto campus. Staying with baseball, college college World Series is going on right now. Yeah. Um, Casey, did you see this? This uh, Kumar Rocker throwing a no hitter for Vanderbilt. Nineteen strikeouts. Wow. Nineteen strikeouts through one hundred and thirty one pitches uh, in this wow. game, and it was it was a game that they had to win, or they would have been eliminated. Uh, and he comes through to no hit Duke, which is. Even nice. better in my books. Take that, Fantastic. Duke. Uh, but yeah, first of all, he's a freshman, and this kid is big. Yeah. He's a he's a very big boy. Uh, but that's you know, no hitters. Obviously, impressive at any level. Doing it at the College World Series, uh, nothing like it. Yeah, that's uh, I was really impressive. I was worried that he had some relation to John Rocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, that unconfirmed. was my first. Still unconfirmed. Still unconfirmed. Uh, <laughs> I said I worried about it and then kind of moved on. I meant to watch a lot more College World Series uh, yeah. than I did. I watched a couple innings here and there, uh, but I guess other things took priority, uh, and by that I mean other sports. Uh, <laughs> as we talked about <laughs> before this, and we'll talk about it a little bit afterwards. Um, yeah, always good to know hit Duke. Uh, that's that's fun. Um, I can't believe he was 
allowed to pitch 132 100 yeah pitches that's crazy like i guess it's it's not amateur athletics i suppose but it, it's <laughs> supposed to be like in the little league world series there's there's a pitch count and i just can't believe that they uh had him pitch 100 132 pitches i guess when you're do pitching a no hitter you kind of have a little bit of extra leeway on that leeway yeah it does seem it does seem a little weird that there's no kind of pitch count rule in, in college, college baseball. In college baseball. I don't know. Maybe it's at uh, that point you figure the kids know. Yeah. You know, oh. Like Twelve years old. Like your yeah, yeah. kid doesn't know. Like oh, if I keep throwing curveballs, like I'm gonna blow out my arm in eighth grade. Um, I don't know. It seems a little weird. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But it seems a little weird. Okay. Um. So they advanced. Duke didn't advance then. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll take it. Uh, yeah, College World Series. Try to catch a game. Yeah, try and plug it plug into more a little bit this week. I think. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll tune in. We'll report back. Um, staying on campus, going to college basketball. Yeah. Well, kind of high school basketball. Oh, I think so. We kind of skipped over R.J. Bar- Barrett, R.J. Hampton. Yeah. Uh, top top high school prospect had his, was between like Duke and Kentucky. All the big guys, and uh, Wisconsin, and Wisconsin no, obviously, um, and decided to say no. I'm going to go uh, play pro basketball in New Zealand for a year, uh, yeah. and then go into the NBA draft. And then, I mean, that was met with that was met with 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 different different takes on on both sides of the on both sides of the field there. Um, but that was quickly followed by uh, Jalen Lequi, who was supposed sure. to play at, at North Carolina State. Uh, yeah. Decided to go overseas to play pro and then go in the NBA draft next year as well. So, Casey, top players from high school, choosing not even to do one and done. And like Art, and especially I, I didn't read up on Jalen's case, but I know I looked very hard into R.J. Hampton's case, and he was, you know, an honor roll student. Was it wasn't an eligibility thing? He yeah. just felt that it was better to play professionally right now and go in the draft later than. Um, than to go to one year of school, I think, and his quote was, "His dream was never to play college basketball; it was to play pro basketball. Uh, it was to play in the NBA, which I think rubs some people the wrong way, as you could probably yeah, tell. Sure. But yeah, I, I think, I mean, I know it's it's a small sample size, but this is, I think, feel like it's happened before. It was the first time where two top high school players have done this. Um, so I don't know if this if this is something the NCAA should be looking at, the NBA should be looking at, or if this is going to start a trend uh, of what nature. But I think. I mean, you know, more power to these kids if that's what they want to do. I just, you know, hope they're making the right decision for themselves. Yeah, as a, I guess, number one, a fan of college sports, uh, this stinks because even if they were going to Duke or a team, uh, NC State, that I don't really, Duke, a team I don't want to do well and want to yeah. actively root against, or NC State, a team I don't care much about, although the Wisconsin's playing them again in the big uh, 10 ACC challenge this year. Um that it stinks, I, I guess, for college basketball that yep. kids would want to go, want to go elsewhere. Um, I don't know. I, this has always been an option for kids. We've seen a couple kind of stragglers here, not stragglers, one-offs in the past uh, that go uh, play abroad. You mentioned sometimes it's an eligibility issue. Yep. Um, sometimes they just want to get you know paid right away, which is their prerogative, and that's fine. Uh, I just I don't know if this will become more common because I still think the best way to showcase your talents is 
college basketball. The best way mm-hmm. to improve your draft stock. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't join out of uh, right out of high school, which is the NBA's rule, um, kind of on behalf of college basketball, but that's the NBA's rule. Um, I don't think you're going to see a lot of kids doing this because you're you still get the most visibility. You still get the most, I think, improvement in your draft stock by playing in college basketball. Um, if he goes and like dominates the New Zealand league, I think that's where RJ was heading, right? Yep. Um, yep. If he just destroys that league, is that going to impress more than whatever recruit number two doing really well at Kansas? Right. I don't think so. Um, yeah. Right. So I, I don't. I don't think that it's going to be uh, everyone. I think it makes the system, as far as it's set up, the one-and-done system looks really foolish. Yeah. Uh, I think it makes the NCAA look foolish. I think it makes the NBA look foolish. Um, and I think, well, they're talking about changing it. I I, mean, I should say they've set a date to talk about changing it. Uh, <laughs> we have, we have set a meeting for a meeting. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to actually uh, do anything yeah. um, there. So... We'll, we'll see yeah, I mean, and it all. And to your point, it really takes like one one good tournament run, you know, a couple good games in the tournament, and all of a sudden your your draft stock just flies up. Um, I mean, like going in. So this is a great place to showcase yourself. Yeah, th- this was kind of similar to a conversation where that uh, when Zion blew out his mm-hmm. shoe, and yep. there's like, oh, you know, why was he even playing college basketball? Well, what has it done for him? Well, he like sure he would have been drafted really high if he went straight to high school, but he wouldn't have been the number one overall pick. He wasn't the number one recruit. Right. Uh, so by showcasing what he did at Duke, that helped him uh, jump up. Maybe that's not the best example of somebody kind of coming out of nowhere on a college campus, but there, it's a case of somebody who, if he would have gone and like dominated Spain or done really done what he did or played as well in Spain, would it have been viewed as favorably as what he did at Duke? Right. Um, I would argue no, but I'm obviously biased because I like college basketball and I want I want that to be true. Um, but I don't know that. I mean, we've had other people go uh, or come from Australia or New Zealand leagues that haven't really done that great. I'm thinking Dante Exum. You know, he mm-hmm. did really well in Australia, I think it was, uh, and hasn't really done that in in. Um, maybe it's unfair to put that on him, but uh, hasn't done that well in the NBA. So. It's interesting that it's two or a couple. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if it continues. Uh, and it might just be if these other leagues can pay more. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Too. Yeah. It makes it more lucrative for uh, these types of players to, to go. Maybe then it'll be more common. I don't. It feels like the other leagues are kind of coming up a little bit as far as like the level of play and the amount of money that they have. It feels like they're increasing, um, you know, in Europe and, and the uh, Oceania leagues. Um, so maybe that will continue, and then we'll see more of it. I don't have any stats to back that up. That's how no it sense. feels. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we'll just keep it. In, we'll keep it in the bag of takes uh, for the 2020 NBA draft. Nope, it'd be the 2021. I don't know. I can't do math. All right. Not sure. Not sure. Not future sure. draft. Future drafts. Yeah, we'll talk about this moment. All right, moving on through campus into some football. Um, because I need football. I think you need football. I just need a little more football in my life. Uh, our f- friend, Adam Rittberg of ESPN, wrote a... Good friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Wrote a gushing article about Graham Mertz uh, being the most hyped Wisconsin quarterback since Russell Wilson. Which, to be honest with you, I think that is... 
I think I don't even think it's that because I think when Russell came, we were like, okay, who is this guy? And the hype yeah. came after he started playing. It wasn't beforehand like like Mertz is getting. But anyways, I, Rid- go ahead. Yeah, I, I remember when he came. I was like, all right, a competent quarterback. Like, yeah, <laughs> here we go. And uh, I I was like, I remember watching NC State a couple times and him making some crazy plays. Uh, but it wasn't to the level of uh, obviously what he became at Wisconsin and then and then in in the pros. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's well documented by ourselves because uh, the the hype that <laughs> that Mertz is getting that we're putting on him as a podcast. Um, but this article, and I've kind of, I've been kind of hesitant, you know, because yeah. I just feel like we're, we're it hasn't worked out with us before. We've never had a quarterback, uh, you know. Since Russell Wilson, and I, I'm like I tr- I'm trying to hold myself back from getting too excited about it, but this article just made me feel so good yeah. about Graham Martz and all his Wisconsin roots and all all his quotes saying and his high school coach saying that now we're that now Wisconsin is a national champion could push for a national championship. What does he know? But he makes makes he's a coach, so he knows. Yeah, he knows. And now I just Coach feel like I just feel like it pushed me all aboard on this Grand March chain. Choo choo, let's go. Better start yeah. week one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and with articles like this, with um, kind of the general press that we've seen, it seems like he ha- almost has to at this point. Uh, I, I, it was a great article. I'm really excited about it. Um, I don't know if it's that I haven't read about a Wisconsin recruit before. Um, just kind of, like you said, kind of trying to temper my expectations, but he's getting a lot of love and I'm eating it all up and I'm uh, very excited to see the Graham Mertz era at Wisconsin. Yeah, Mertz. All right. Only a few days away. I think we're at, I think we're at like the 70 day mark ish. Something like that. They 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 tweet it out every once in a while, but I I'm like I think yeah. I'll start paying attention once, once we get to thirty. A lot of uh, a lot of podcasts between now and then. Yeah, there's <laughs> quite a few podcasts we have between oh, now and then. My goodness. How are you gonna fill this time? All right. That anything else for campus for you? Um, I saw that the uh, McDonald the uh, long distance runner. He won another oh, national title. Another national title. Yeah. So congratulations to him. He's uh, racking him up. I didn't see what it was for. It was a long distance race. He's really yeah. good at those. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we're off campus, we have to get to America's favorite segment, uh, special edition, World Cup edition of yeah. Casey's Corner Kick. Yeah, Marlo. The Women's World Cup is here. Um, I feel like it kind of. Do they have a song? Does Women's World Cup have songs? That was my favorite part about the Men's World Cup. Um, I'm have to find it. Have they to do. look. Not that. Not that I am. Not that I'm aware of. Um, yeah, and at the same time, is um, snuck up on me, but uh, also feels like it's been. Uh, I've been looking forward to it for a while. Um, I got some early interesting storylines going on, Marla, that I just wanted to touch on. Uh, for our, our fellow fans who are hopefully kind of getting into it, it's in France, so it has a nice kind of timeline to set up to watch during the morning, and mm. then the late game's at 2 o'clock, so um, like a lot of European soccer, it's nice. really good for that kind Sports of Sports in the morning. Early morning, while you're at work, early afternoon type type viewing. Doesn't get in the way of those American sports that are on at night. Um, <laughs> but uh, two... Uh, 
two storylines I, I guess I want to touch on uh, is first is um, Australia. They have one of the uh, biggest stars in the tournament in Sam Kerr. Uh, she has had some advertisements. I think it's Nike. I'm going to assume it's Nike uh, advertisements uh, here during in the United States during um, during the Women's World Cup. So she's kind of one of the one of the stars of the tournament. Her Australia team lost on a, a late goal to Italy today, and they are in Brazil's group, who uh, took care of business against Jamaica. Uh, so one of the stars is kind of on the ropes. Uh, on the ropes with with Australia. Uh, Australia home in, early. Yeah, Australia is, as a women's uh, women's squad usually has been a little bit more successful than their men's squad. So it would be a surprise to see her and the team go out early. Um, but a lot of the conversation is that's kind of the where the women's game is at. The uh, there's a lot more uh, competitiveness, a lot more depth to the field than there might have been in the past. They expanded the tournament um, a couple teams, uh, so the the theory is that that opened it up for more teams to get in and for better teams, uh, more good teams to uh, have a chance to play in th- in the tournament. Uh, the other group to keep an eye on Marlow, and this is what I'm, uh, I guess I'm considering the group of death until otherwise uh, noted, and that's always kind of the fun area or the one of the fun plots to follow along with uh, in any World Cup. Uh, the group has Germany, Spain, and China, and I, they're all in the top. I think it was 14 or 15 uh, in the world by the FIFA rankings, which, as we know, are gospel. Um, so that will be something to something to watch. Uh, Germany beat China, so they have a leg up in this in this competition. Uh, Spain beat South Africa. I think South Africa is going to have a pretty hard time uh, in this tournament. Uh, but the Germany China game was really an interesting game. It was very physical. Uh, China just came with a game plan of we're going to rough up Germany. We're going to make them earn it, so to speak, uh, and. They did, and Germany, to their credit, got a goal and got out with a win. Uh, but it was a very physical game, and it there are physical games in men's soccer, but it almost like there was a level of I think it's the lack of diving. <laughs> oh wait, so there's it's, there's not as much diving in women's soccer. This is interesting. Lack, it's the lack of embellishment, I think, mm-hmm. that makes when. To be fair, there was some. Um, in the game, but it almost makes it seem like when there are penalties that you you feel a little bit more um, like they were earned <laughs> than, <laughs> than in than in men's soccer. Um, in the just the the physicality in women's soccer is I don't want to say different because that's not a right word, but it it is more pronounced. I guess when mm-hmm. it's there, and I think a lot of that has to do with diving because a lot of times in men's soccer, it's like they're, you're trying to trick the referee into doing something. Uh, whereas in women's soccer, um, there's again there is that, but there's not as much, um, and makes it uh, understandable. And I think especially in the World Cup, when I watch the World Cup uh, and the men's World Cup, that is, and you know, casual fans are tuning in, and there's always complaining about about diving that sort of thing, and I see yeah. it to an extent, and I get it, um, and I hope that uh, that doesn't uh, color the those people joining in. Uh, I hope it doesn't you know blind them from the rest of the soccer that's happening. Uh, but if this 
one game between Germany and China or anything, it's a little bit less common in the women's game. And that is a group to watch. Uh, it'll be very competitive with those three teams in it. Uh, I went too long without talking about the U.S. women's national team. USA. They, they kick off on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central Time. Uh, so set your uh, afternoon meetings for that time, 2 to 4. And uh, <laughs> put, it on, put it on the calendar. It's yep. busy. Yep, just busy. Um, and they take on uh, Thailand, uh, who is the, uh, I don't want to say worst team to jinx anything, but uh, <laughs> it's a game the United States should win. Uh, a good a good competition to uh, start out the World Cup. So that's uh, Tuesday at 2 o'clock. We're about uh, halfway through the opening games of the first Is this round, so. their first game? Why do they wait till Tuesday to play their first game? It's their first game, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, okay. They started Friday, and there's uh, there was the one game Friday, and then starting um, yesterday, uh, there was the three games a day to get through to get through the group stage. So All right. it's normal 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 pacing. Um, it's just waiting till Tuesday. I think is the is it's the last first game. So that's last first games. Okay. So far away. Gotcha. Uh, there was other soccer, Marlow. Um, I guess there was the men's national team played and lost to Venezuela three to zero. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, <laughs> there was other soccer in the League of Nations tournament, Marlow, which I don't know if you're familiar with this. I'm not. It almost sounds. It almost sounds like an esports league. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's apparently a real t- competition. So um, what it is, it's set up. Oh, man, I hope I don't butcher explaining this. Um, it's set up similar to like a domestic league that has promotions and relegations right so the league of nations has kind of the top teams and then you can get promoted or relegated down to another group of league of nations and then (laughs) (laughs) okay okay so um the it's it's an attempt for fifa to make friendlies and things that normally don't matter kind of matter okay so before if france plays brazil in a friendly it doesn't mean anything now it counts towards this League of Nations in some way. Uh, gotcha. This competition in, in some way. It's not f- clear exactly how. <laughs> but um, so you but can only get relegated, but you can't. There's no champion. There is a champion. There is a champion. There ends up being a tournament, and that's what I want to talk about. There was oh, okay. uh, the semifinals and final and third place game uh, this weekend. Um, and I guess we'll start with uh, start with the final. Uh, Portugal uh, defeated the Netherlands uh, 1-0. Uh, Portugal, as somebody who just tuned in for the semifinal and final, I was a little surprised to see Portugal here because in my mind it's Cristiano Ronaldo's getting older. Ergo, Portugal is not going to be able to compete at the top of Europe anymore. And boy, was that thought wrong. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's still out there. He's still, you know, giving it his all, being, world, his thing. being a world-class player that he is. Uh-huh. Uh, but there are lots of young Portuguese players who are playing at a really high level uh, who stepped up, and uh, they defeated Switzerland in the semifinals and the Netherlands 1-0. Um, they might, uh, well, at least in my <laughs> viewpoint, they've been underrated as kind of a soccer nation. Uh, I thought it was just kind of, it was, it was Cristiano Ronaldo. And then when he went away, they'd kind of fade back. It doesn't seem like they're going to do that. And they continue to put in impressive performances. Um, now that said, Cristiano Ronaldo is still out there. He's just kind of not 
the Cristiano Ronaldo of old. So it'll be really interesting to see if they can kind of keep this going and with their performance uh, in this tournament over this weekend, uh, points to yes. Uh, Netherlands, which has uh, a lot of players that I became familiar with, uh, uh, Virgil van Dijk uh, from Liverpool most notably, uh, but a lot of, hey, I know that guy. Uh, <laughs> Wijnaldum also on uh, Liverpool uh, and on the Netherlands. So uh, thought uh, was rooting for them. Obviously that didn't, that didn't come through. Uh, and then in the other game, England defeated Switzerland in a relatively pouring uh, 0-0 draw that went to penalty kicks. And as I'm watching penalty kicks, Marlo, I know you're storied in the history of England and penalty kicks. Yes. Um, the tortured history, that is. Um, so I was watching this going, all right, which England player is going to F this up (laughs) (laughs) and have the whole nation kind of complain and all the tabloids and all of that, uh, say how it's their fault. Uh, and it really looked for a moment like it was, I shouldn't say it looked like I was prepared for it to be Jordan Pickford, uh, who's the goalkeeper. He just missed a save on the fourth attempt, um, of Switzerland's penalty kick. He got like a fingertip on it and it went in. And as you know, Marlo, he is mm-hmm. a uh, relatively short goalkeeper. <laughs> Four goalkeepers, he's a very short one, and a taller goalkeeper probably would have saved that. And then he was taking the next penalty kick. So I was ready for him to miss and then kind of be the uh, the goat, not the good goat, the bad kind of goat um, of, of the story. Uh, but he lasered it in there. And England ended up making all six of their penalty kicks. And Pickford saved a penalty kick to win it. So he went from the GOAT to the hero. Um, and England took third place. Uh, so there there you go. That was the there League of is. Nations tournament. League of Nations. It was fun. It was fun uh, to have somewhat meaningful international soccer. It's obviously not a World Cup. It's obviously not like a Euros or anything like that. But it it felt like it was something which is better than meaningless friendlies like the United States had when they lost three to zero to Venezuela. <laughs> we're not talking about that, but we're not, we're not, we're not going to talk about that. that. Yeah. Um, that's all I got for, uh, the corner kick. Um, yeah. All right. That's it. That's, that's, it. It. that's that, it for me. That's it. The corner kick. Um, so I know Brad put in, uh, NFL OTAs last OTAs for bears this week. They also, I don't know if you saw Casey, they came out their, like, their 100th anniversary uniforms. I believe they're going to be wearing that game against the Packers. Did you see it? Nope. It is not good. Not happy about it. It's, it's one of those uniforms, you can take a look. Um, there's stripes everywhere. Kind of, it's, it's I, I don't know. I don't like it. It's, it's also, they, it seemed like they had good ideas for each part. Like, like socks are cool. Jersey's cool. Helmet's cool. Whatever sleeves are cool, but all together just looks like a mess. Did they have a graphic that explained where each of the parts <laughs> came from, like the Jets did? No, no, they didn't. Um, but yeah, so yeah, be on the lookout for that week one. Did you hear that uh, Todd McShay reported that Todd McShay is being interviewed for uh, the Jets general manager position? Nice. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine reporting yourself. I got a hot yeah. scoop. Hot scoop. Yeah. Imagine if he got scooped on that. <laughs> my god <laughs> like someone at fox finds out first or something i don't know oh man scooped on your own scoop scooped on your own interview holy cow uh, all right that's that's truly it for me um as always thanks for listening be sure to like us on itunes or wherever you may listen to us on podcast 
Tell your friends, subscribe, download, follow us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarlJR. Casey is at Prof Badger Fan. Casey, you got any last words? Yeah, leave a like and review uh, if you enjoyed what you heard here today. If you didn't, uh, please don't mention anything. Um, <laughs> but give a five star review though. Yeah, just five stars just, and say you didn't like it. It's yeah, fine. No, don't say it. Don't say you didn't like it. If okay. They're have... <laughs> very fragile egos over here, Milo. Uh, as always, fellow fans. Uh, until next time, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>